From regular expenses to occasional splurges, there's a lot to buy. Why not get cash back every time you spend? With the PenFed Power Cash Rewards Card, you get cash back on every purchase. That's everywhere, every time you use it. You can even earn a $100 statement credit when you spend $1,500 in the first 90 days. Visit PenFed.org slash PowerCash to apply. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Worried about keeping up with your fave friends all summer? Or posting every perfectly pink sunset you see? Don't sweat the connect. You can have it made in the shade with four lines of unlimited data for $100 a month. Scroll the staycation pics, find your new go-to takeout spot, or catch some rays on video chat. Whatever you and the crew are into, all the data makes it all that much better. Smile, you're on Cricket. Cricket Core acquired on four lines. Data speed limited to three megabits per second. Cricket may slow data speeds when the network is busy. Additional fees, usage, and restrictions apply. And now, welcome to the Heels and Quads Wrestling Podcast. Live on the Heels and Quads Wrestling Podcast. Immediately. Fucking. Fucking immediately. <laughs> hey, get out of there. Well, he knows it's a classic movie. I'm still a mouthful. Yes, I did. I was <laughs> He's like, this is the last time. Dick Vansky. Welcome back to the Heels and Quads Wrestling Podcast, a special Saturday morning interview with uh, a glitch in the system. Uh, he is known throughout the Twitter wrestling verse. Uh, he is, I would say, Manitoba's Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. When people ask, Regina, do you like to compete? I say, bring it on. Those are the moments that drive you to achieve more. And when you win, you keep reaching higher. To me, that's what the Cadillac Escalade represents. It's always evolving in technology, in design, everything. Because success isn't the end. It's just the first step to what comes next. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving. True wrestling king. As far as social media and YouTube goes, you can see him right there. I've got it on the split screen. But he is uh, Jay Walker at I am Jay Walker on Twitter. Jay, how you doing this morning, man? Pretty good, man. How are you? I'm doing well. Uh, so I wanted to get started. Uh, most people don't like the usual podcast questions, but, you know, that's the way it is, especially when maybe people don't know who you are, especially maybe people in America don't know who you are, because I know you're, you're more involved in PCW. Right. So you got started, I believe, in 2010, if I'm correct? Around there, yeah. I think August of 2010, if I'm not mistaken, was your I, first uh, match? That sounds about right. Scott <laughs> Justice ring a bell? Right, yeah, definitely him. <laughs> So tell me a little bit about your first match. What in, went into that and uh, what you remember from that match? Okay. Uh, well, I had always wanted to be a professional wrestler and I was involved heavily on the internet. You know, it was like fantasy booking forums and things of that nature. And Scott Justice, actually, who's originally from Australia, became one of my close friends through one of those forums. I'm in Canada. He's in Australia. And we both have this dream of becoming professional wrestlers. 
we talk every night. We were just obsessed with, with that whole world of pro wrestling. And eventually he committed to going over to Landstorm's wrestling academy. So all of a sudden, you know, dots started slowly connecting. Um, I started with PCW uh, behind the scenes in 2007, just paying my dues, right? Setting up ring, tearing down ring, uh, officiating. I was a referee for about three and a half years and there was no training available uh, for me. There just wasn't uh, those kind of resources around. So the dots just happened to connect, you know, the stars aligned. Scott Justice got trained uh, by Landstorm in Calgary. I was paying my dues and eventually was kind of getting over to the point where they trusted to throw me into the ring with just the littlest bit of training. And uh, uh, Scott, Scott was amazing as a, as a first opponent. He was able to be very giving and we put on a pretty decent first time performance and, and it really helped give me uh, or open the door for me, if you will to really getting in as a professional wrestler. And it was just sort of a learn as you go experience for me since then. And I was lucky enough to get in the ring with uh, several of the top guys in the promotion. Uh, Adam Knight being a Canadian veteran of 25 years. Uh, and of course the most famous one, Kenny Omega. Uh, he was really instrumental in helping teach me some of the fundamentals that have made him successful in pro wrestling. So, I mean, working with somebody like Kenny Omega and somebody which, I mean, anybody who follows you on Twitter have seen, you know, the Cody messages, the Dear Cody messages. Working with right. somebody like Kenny Omega, it, I mean, you, I mean, that's just mind-blowing, knowing who he is. Everybody knows Kenny right. Omega. Even people who don't watch maybe AEW, those WWE diehards that just won't watch anything else. Like, right. I mean – how how does that how has that affected you as far as like your homework? What goes into you know maybe putting a match together? Do you I mean does that all kind of come together or do you look more towards who you watched growing up as a kid? I think it's really a combination of both. Uh, I've always had my favorites growing up, and I think they've helped influence uh, me in what I think professional wrestling is. And I get a lot of flack, but, uh, you know, guys like Shane McMahon and Vince McMahon in the ring. Yeah. They were just great characters, even, um, especially like Undertaker, Goldust, Mankind. You know, I grew up in that new generation into bleeding into the Attitude Era. It really helped uh, me realize that it was these characters that were able to tell these dynamic stories uh, they, that really drew me in as a, as a fan. So I want to give... Uh, the fans that come and watch, you know, I, I don't worry so much about trying to impress them with my work rate. I don't try to impress them with some flashy move. What I like to do in the ring is tell uh, as deep of a story as possible that they can grasp, no matter who I'm in the ring with, something that they can visually understand. And again, working with someone like Kenny, that's something he drilled home every single time in the locker room was, don't worry about impressing you or, or the boys in the back give the people their value. Some people sitting in those seats aren't wrestling fans. So giving something that they can understand visually and understand and take them on that roller coaster ride of the story will really give them their money's worth and might actually impress them enough to want to come back. So again, that's just something I've always applied since day one with my wrestling. And you, and you probably were inspired a lot by like the same guys that I watched growing up because I think we're about the same age. I'm 33. 
So yeah, just hit 33. So yeah, okay, well there you go. So guys like Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, uh, Macho Man, uh, of course, Ric Flair, of course, who has it? You know, watched every Ric Flair match. If you've seen one, you've seen them all. That's what the joke right. is always on our podcast. <laughs> uh, they're always good. They are <laughs> somehow. I mean, right. who knew? You know, yeah. um, but also in today's age the the you know the boom of social media and and youtube like people are watching right now on youtube like how 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 important is social media and creating content how is that so important to the wrestling business uh i i think it's it's the business now um especially being as challenged as i am location wise like there's very few options for wrestling out here and that's why i only work for premier championship wrestling in winnipeg um there's just so few options and you want to learn learn and work with the best but uh social media is something i've been trying to drill home for everybody around the area that that was originally my gimmick i called myself the social media superstar and it's evolved into the glitch in the system was I was all over YouTube. I was pushing these matches online that I was having. I was cutting promos left, right, and center. And uh, lo and behold, things have somehow clicked together over the years. And I've built a decent platform through Twitter. I, I've got a great YouTube channel. And it allows me to not just uh, focus on what's going on around me in, in this scene, but I can actually target the entire wrestling world. Now I can connect with these people. And now it's given me opportunities. You were mentioning earlier, these dear Cody uh, videos that I've been doing. It really gives me a chance to shoot for higher, shoot for the star, shoot for a higher purpose. I the door's open now and the fact that I can cut promos on somebody who's on national cable television uh, all over North America and have it as a viable uh, channel to possibly get further in my career makes all the difference in the world because people care more. Um, people can relate to that more. You know, I can cut a promo about who I'm facing next week at the bar in Winnipeg and that's cool. And I, that's something that's very important, I think, for selling tickets. But the fact that I can emotionally connect with people because I can throw out these challenges to somebody who's on TV that people know that have followed their entire careers or their, their entire uh, fandoms, you know, it, it just allows me so much more opportunity to, again, connect with the people, but also market myself as a professional wrestler and get my name out there that wasn't available before. Right. And, and speaking of challenges, how challenging is it as an independent wrestler right now with, you know, the pandemic and everything going on in the world. It's, it's heartbreaking, man. Uh, my last show was in February. Uh, there are some wrestlers in this area that are traveling to different provinces and they're hitting like hotspots of COVID numbers and outbreaks and stuff. And it's just, I don't think we're ready for that. Um, our venue was looking at a potential uh, September date and uh that got pushed back because our numbers are going back up we're almost in the second wave it seems and uh, it's unfortunate that i had a lot of great opportunities on the table i was supposed to go down, go down to florida in april and uh, possibly be on uh, ipay-per-view for uh fight uh there was a, a lot of things coming up and all that momentum just came crashing down but at the same time i haven't given up I, of course like i'm keeping busy with everything you know, because of social media, I can do these videos and keep my name in, in people's minds. And uh, hopefully when things do open up, I come back uh, bigger and better than ever. 
I agree, man. And I, I feel like once it does, you know, hopefully this will all pass soon. And once it does, wrestling is going to be hot again. I mean, it, I mean, it, it's, it started to pick back up with like the AW, you know, on TNT thing and, you know, the right. Wednesday night wars and all that, but even independent yeah. wrestling now is, it feels like it's bigger than it's ever been, especially with like our friends at fight TV. And, uh, you know, it just, people on Twitter, you've got, you've got, it's a 50, 50 mixed bag. You've got your people who just love wrestling and will watch whatever. And then you've got your diehards. Like I talked about earlier with the, the WWE diehards, but right, it right. seems like for the most part, you see, I would say more positive than negative on social media about pro wrestling, especially now. I would, I would agree. Yeah. I, I mean, it, and of course, depends on which circles you kind of fall into. But there, there's definitely a lot more of a stronger voice of positivity around wrestling than there has been before. Talk a little bit about your YouTube channel and your Unhacked series. And it's, it's kind of a mix of vlogs and you also have your matches on there as well. Right, right, right. So I do upload all my matches recently. I've just, I had my YouTube channel for forever and I would upload the odd match and I was just kind of sitting on ideas and never really buckling down and doing it. And finally just clicked, like, I'm just going to grab a camera and it's going to follow me backstage. It's going to follow me right to the ring from the locker room and it's going to follow me back. And it's going to capture anything that happens in those moments. And it's, it's caught some awesome stuff. Uh, Some of my favorite episodes are just like, it really captures the brotherhood behind pro wrestling. Sometimes you'll see us putting together a match behind the scenes and the camera will literally follow me out. You watch us like beat the absolute hell out of each other. And then we walk to the back after getting a great reaction. We're sitting there, we're hugging it out and, you know, patting each other on the back on how awesome of a job it was. And just, you build these bonds with these guys in the ring that just, it's really this indescribable feeling that you get. But I think that's some of the magic behind it. There's just these real, uh, relationships built there there's this real um, attitude of going out there and just uh, trying to give the best performance possible and, and you see the sincerity behind it all with me and it it's awesome that I've been able to capture some of those moments I do of course again upload the matches sometimes I'll recap them it's really a mixed bag sometimes I'll just get things off my chest uh, you know talking about COVID and how everything's kind of been evolving over time around here and just my life personally um, I, I was a shy kid growing up. Uh, nobody ever thought I would ever become a pro wrestler. And I've had to overcome a lot of obstacles uh, to discover who I am and who I want to be and what matters most to me. And a lot of that gets covered in the vlog too. So it's really just this awesome mixed bag of me. And it allows people to connect and see not only the performer, but the real side of me. And I think that's, that's really helped uh, define its success. I never would have saw you as a shy kid. No, yeah, it's I, I can't talking tell. like this. No, <laughs> never would have been able to do this ten years ago for sure. <laughs> um, so here's like a you talked about fantasy booking. So here's a scenario for you. Say, okay. say I'm a say I'm Tony Khan or I'm Cody or I'm Arn or Tully or Dean Malenko or some you know somebody behind the scenes with a little pull at AEW. Right. So pitch to me why you should challenge for the TNT championship? While most guys are looking to make a highlight reel or most guys have um, a move set that they want to hit, 
I can give you a deep-rooted story that not only new fans will appreciate because it's different than what most wrestlers give out there in the ring on TNT. I will have such a deep-rooted story with Cody in this ring that will define not only his career, but it covers his brother's career and his dad's career. And we could do that within about 15 minutes and give one hell of a show that will leave people actually wanting more, not only of that match, but of me. I could potentially be this different star that you never knew you had that give you a whole lot of opportunity of some new, very interesting, twisted, and exciting stories. Very well done. You hear Thank that, you. TK? You hear that, Cody? <laughs> <laughs> At them. <laughs> All Get right. in their DMs. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm doing right now. <laughs> All right, so now we're going we're gonna to answer a couple of fan questions. Right on. Okay, this is from at KLB2244. I believe you know this person. Yes, Kim. Kim asks, what is the weirdest thing you signed for at a fan for a fan at a PCW show? Uh, it's usually the kids. They like want you to sign their arm or their back or their shoes. It's like I need some parents' permission before I start doing any of this <laughs> stuff, you know? I, I don't want to be that wrestler, you know, that ruined it for the kid. But um, other than that, um, I think that's kind of it. Like, the, the shoe is the weird thing. It's like, man, your mom dropped a lot of money on these things. I'm not yeah. planning them because it's not like I'm some big deal, but, I'm, you know, it's going to be worth something sometime. It's just... Get, get mom's permission first. Guys. Yeah, that's like, hey, will you sign these Jordan 1s I paid $750 for? <laughs> right. All right. This is from at Ugly Girl. That's with a U, 15. If Jay could pick anyone to have a match with that he hasn't been in the ring with, who would it be? <sighs> right now I'm really gunning for that Cody match, and I do hope it happens one day. But there's one guy that's been on the bucket list uh, ever since I was a kid. And with the way things have changed in the wrestling landscape, it's a possibility. Uh, being from Winnipeg area, Chris Jericho, 100%. I would love to get in the ring with him. He's the GOAT, man. It's, yeah, it's yeah. said about a lot. But I, I, and I love Shawn Michaels. I love Ric Flair. But Jericho ages like a fine wine, man. <laughs> right, for sure. <laughs> and his, his promos right now are just gold. The demo oh, god yeah. thing, the Orange Cassidy, <laughs> but that's uh, it's so great. Um, he just knows how to make things entertaining, yeah. I actually had another question for you. For sure. So I, I saw that you did a casket match. Yes. What, what mindset do you have to be in to put together a casket match? Uh, it was interesting because that's another thing that's been on my bucket list for forever. You know, I was a big Taker fan back in the day, and yeah. I was always obsessed with that kind of morbid dark mind game type character that's i think you see it come to yeah. fruition in some of my stuff right um i mean i watched back a lot of tapes uh of some of the better casket matches out there and some of the really bad casket matches out there because there are some but um i wanted to give the fans that kind of an experience that you usually don't get at a independent wrestling show anyways um so telling the story of trying to get, and I was wrestling a big dude, right? Of trying to get this big man in the casket, trying to apply those mind games um, 
it, it was a challenge. It was interesting, but I wanted to make sure it was physical and it felt like a war. If you go back and watch that, I really put my body through some very excruciating uh, moments and I think it was worth it. Um, it was a really solid, solid match. Um, it definitely, <laughs> um, definitely not for everyone. Some people were kind of creeped out by the casket and just the fact that you would be willing to lay in one and close the lid on it and stuff. But I felt right at home, to be honest with you. <laughs> I would, uh, I would love to do another one in a heartbeat. It's a, uh, it's a different style of match because you're looking, you know, you're not trying to pin an opponent. Um, there, there's almost a lull. It's, I would compare it to a last man standing match almost where you're trying to place the guy in a casket. There's almost that, you know, lack of movement, lack of excitement of just like, is he going to, you know, but once he gets to the casket, that's where you start getting the reactions and that's where you got to start building it up again. You know, it's just, it, it's very different and challenging as a competitor to, to put something like that together. Okay. So we got your, who you would want to face that's alive. Who would you want to face that is no longer with us? Like all time, who is that one? Ah, that's tricky. That's something I've never thought about. Um, some that are jumping to mind are Roddy Piper. I think that, you know, just the buildup would be fun <laughs> if yeah. there was one. Um, Mr. Perfect is another one jumping to mind there. I He'd make anybody look like a million bucks. Yeah. So, you know. For sure, that would be a lot of fun as well. Those are the ones that really stick out. Another one, um, I've worked on shows with him before he passed away, but uh, Test, I don't know. I was just a big fan of Test growing up. He's, so for some He's reason, got kind of a resurgence lately. Yeah. I don't know. I hear a lot about Test. which has got some I, good ones. I never thought I would, but I mean, hey, oh. he, he was over. For sure. Uh, were you big into like uh, collecting figures as a kid? Or, I mean, did you have a big collection of wrestling figures i'm staring at my old uh <laughs> raw is war wrestling ring from 97 right now in yeah. the corner of the room the monster um, ring. i i wanted to and i started getting into it but quickly fell out of it i i started collecting the tapes the dvds of yeah. uh, you know the coliseum home video stuff and all that so i i just wanted to watch wrestling 24 7 uh i i had my a good handful i would say in 97 and 98 was like peak figure collection period so i've got a ton sitting around somewhere but uh, not something that i continued to pursue for sure so you were more of like a jacks bone cruncher i uh, i think it was even a little bit before that these were like um trying to think. the hasbros like, the little super, i had a couple of those but it was like okay. a superstar series i think or maybe in like a yeah War yeah yeah series, the I jacks yeah did yeah, you have okay. did, did you have a favorite figure that that you had as a kid uh, I mean, I was at the right age, so like Sonny and Sable was like right on. <laughs> and then I brought it to school one time actually uh, to play with, and one of the kids slingshotted her with the rope, Sonny. Yeah. And she wound up flying 10 feet across the classroom, and her head caught the top of the door and it decapitated her, and I was totally Oh, choked. no. Not Sonny. <laughs> Pretty broken. <laughs> But then I actually got to work with the real Sunny on a show too. Oh, so. how was that? <laughs> that was interesting. She was like, you know, it, it was really good. Um, she had, we, nobody could find her theme music for some reason. This was like a little bit before YouTube was super hot. And for some reason, I mean, being a wrestling fan, right? I had the entire anthology collection in my car. So I booked it <laughs> to the parking lot, pulled it out, and I saved the day for her. Uh, she was super nice backstage, actually. Really kind and just got along great with everybody. 
and uh, it was great to see her perform too like just do her sunny thing you know it, it was fun it was something i never thought i would see as a kid you know up close and right. person and behind the scenes right was i was cool. gonna say somebody could have just grabbed a mic and sang it you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> we all know it <laughs> Especially right, guys do. our age, you know, we grew up, we heard that, we we're like, oh yeah, something's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, 100%, yeah. <laughs> so do you want to, do you want to plug all your stuff? Like your, uh, I know you have a pro wrestling tease, uh, obviously your YouTube, social media, all that stuff. Um, I'm not big on promote, plugging everything. Uh, the easiest way to find me, and then that's the way you can kind of get to know me more if you want, or find everything else, is the Twitter account, right? It's at I am Jay Walker. It's I A M J Walker. Uh, I'm on there all the time. I'm on there every day. I'm always, you know, talking. I- I'm not just promoting. I'm talking with everyone about what's going on in the wrestling landscape and just what's going on. Try to give people some pieces of advice based off my experiences in life. Um, and from there, like I said, there's links to the Pro Wrestling Tees, to the YouTube channel, Instagram, all that stuff. I'm everywhere. I'm always keeping busy. And there's new videos always popping up on my stuff. The, yeah. the Cody videos, for some reason, have just really gravitated to everyone. So that's awesome to see, too. I think uh, there's a Linktree link in your bio on Twitter. Yes. Yeah, that's and right. It, and it has Patreon yeah. and Pro Wrestling Tees, which I think your Pro Wrestling Tees store is the same. I am Jay Walker. Yeah, yeah, I, I keep everything so. the same. That way, yeah. it's, it's legit, easy you know it's me. <laughs> exactly, yeah, 100%. Um, so, I guess, final question. Where do you see yourself in five years from now and ten years from now? Ooh, uh, ten years from now, hopefully um, teaching the new kids more about social media and, and pro wrestling as a whole and the way to look at it with the big picture rather than just sort of the small picture of what's going on in your little territory. Uh, five years from now, I hope to be more known, but whether because I'm traveling or I'm on TV or just, you know, hitting the right audience, I don't know what it is, but I feel like things are just starting to pick up for me and something, and I don't know what it is, but something's going to happen. And if it doesn't, whatever, I had a blast doing it. But for some reason, things just seem to be connecting the right way and uh, I'm excited. I'm, I have no clue, but uh, it's, it's exciting to see where things are going and I hope that it leads to bigger and better things. Well, you're very humble about it and you're, you're very fan oriented. Like you said on Twitter, you, you know, you engage with people and, and I actually, I, I've wanted to have you on the show for about a year now. Cause I think last summer is kind of when I okay. found out who you were and with, you know, other shows that I've done in the past and we've kind of interacted a bit. So I hope for, you know, that you go on to bigger and better things. And like I said, you're so humble and you're very generous with your time and just an overall nice guy. Despite what your, what your promo show right now. Right, 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 right. But I mean, that's the thing too. You're very, you're very open and I appreciate your time and I, and I wish you nothing but the best. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. And same with you with the podcast. I think it's hey. cool that people can just dive in and do this thing. And obviously, you know, check out Unhacked on YouTube as well. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But check out YouTube. Subscribe yeah. if you're not. Yeah, you know, if you haven't already, you know, do the, do the thing. I, right. I always make fun of YouTubers. They're like, make sure you hit the notification <laughs> bell, you know? Yeah, yeah. If you want to, you do, you know. I, if you're I here for this one video, that's cool, too. I'm fine with it. Whatever, whatever floats right. your boat. 
<laughs> right. All right. Take care, man. <laughs> Good talking to you. Yeah. Thank you so much. For Take sure. care. Bye-bye. Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. When people ask, Regina, do you like to compete? I say, bring it on. Those are the moments that drive you to achieve more. And when you win, you keep reaching higher. To me, that's what the Cadillac Escalade represents. It's always evolving in technology, in design, everything. Because success isn't the end, it's just the first step to what comes next. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving. Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. When people ask, Regina, do you like to compete? I say, bring it on. Those are the moments that drive you to achieve more. And when you win, you keep reaching higher. To me, that's what the Cadillac Escalade represents. It's always evolving in technology, in design, everything. Because success isn't the end, it's just the first step to what comes next. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving.